Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the show of my 20s. On this episode, I spoke with Jennifer. We talk about what it was like for her growing up in Sweden and how she created her own activewear line and how her activewear line actually got featured in Condé Nast and what she does to make sure that her activewear line really stands out. We also talk about what it's like for her to have work with her family and her business and so much more. So I hope you guys enjoy listening. So thank you so much for joining me today, Jennifer. I really appreciate Thanks it. For having me. <laughs> I love to start at your beginning of your journey. What is your background like and what has your journey been so far? I feel like it's been a lot of ups and downs. Like I moved around a lot. Um, so I started my life here in Sweden. I'm born in Sweden. And then when I was about two years old, we moved to Switzerland. And uh, then we moved back to Sweden again. So I went to school here in Sweden. And then I kind of had this idea about leaving this small town and going back um, down south in Europe. And I really wanted to study in Milan, to study fashion in Milan. Um, And then I had a year off school and studies after high school, where I studied some languages and I actually worked a bit with horses, and I went uh, to live in Switzerland for a while, and then when I came back to Sweden, I really appreciated our little little town, and we do have um, the school of textiles here, which is one of the best textile uh, schools in the world, so I decided to give it a chance, and uh, I studied there. I studied um, a class a program called um, Tech Product Development and Entrepreneurship. And then I did an exchange semester with Then I came back to Sweden to with, finish the school. And then I moved back to Paris. And then in September last year, I came uh, back to Sweden again. <laughs> so now I'm currently living back back to the small little town. <laughs> what where do you prefer living in Sweden or Paris? I think um I'd lo- I loved it when I was in between a lot. Um because it's so different. Like in Sweden I have the nature, um it's a lot more calm. But in Paris it's you know always a lot of things to do. You have the big city life. But I really prefer like the nature and, and the calmness. I think. But then you again, I need the I need something to happen. So that's why I would like to you know have one foot in in both cities. <laughs> awesome. And have you always been interested in fashion and activewear? Like, where did your passion come from for that? Well, so I think I've always been interested in my clothing. I wouldn't say I'm this typical fashionista following every trend there is, but I've definitely always been interested in clothing. And in general, when I'm interested in something, I really want to know how it works, like from from the core. And as far as for the activewear, I've um, I've competed a lot in horseback riding and dressage. So um, I think well, more than half of my year I spend in, you know, riding, riding gear. Um, and 
that's why I wanted to combine those two interests. And what we do afterwards, it's really a mix in between uh, sportswear and everyday clothes. And with the riding wear, I felt like um, if you compare the riding wear to other sportswear, it's a lot more elegant. And I wanted to bring that into our line, our, our active wear. So, yeah. And this active wear, is it big in, the, in Europe as it is in the U.S.? No, we do actually have uh, a lot of um, customers from in the U.S. And uh, we see that a lot of, uh, like, especially people from L.A. and Miami are very interested in, in our products. And I felt like when I was living in Paris, I was working a lot from home and going to the gym. And I really felt like going around in my active wear I used to have, it wasn't really socially accepted, I said. I didn't, I didn't, I kind of felt a bit misplaced. And that's actually where the idea came from. Uh, I wanted to create something that is not your typical sportswear like Nike or Adidas, but something that is like more elegant, like really can wear as an everyday everyday piece you know something you can match with a, an oversized shirt or you can wear when you travel when you're comfy I traveled a lot during this time as well and you know I, I just wearing your skin really didn't feel right <laughs> so yeah that's that's where the idea came from and how do you come up with your designs uh, I just, uh, I just draw <laughs> and, um, you know, just looking at pictures of other designs, trying to do something of my own, combining, um, especially like now for our cooking collection, I'm thinking about taking inspiration from more formal wear, doing it in, um, more active wear materials. Uh, so really just combining two things. And I think that's a bit of like me and my style as well. I don't have a specific style or specific preference for basically anything in my life. I, I, I love to make. Uh, I think it's fun. And how do you like figure out what materials you want to use? Do you like try them on? How do you like test out the different materials? Yeah, we did. We for our first collection put a lot of effort into doing samples and really tried them. You know, wash them a lot and, and use them for all activities possible. Like I've been out running in my hands. I work in flight from Paris to LA. I did yoga and then like for me it's really important to that I like the product uh, and that I can you know put my name on it and I'm very picky so I think if I if I find them good I think uh, it, sh it should be good <laughs> but no we 
we we always try uh, different materials and different materials for different uses as well. And then we try to, of course, look at the environmental impact and things like that as well. I noticed like a lot of clothing brands right now are looking at environmental impact. Have you noticed that? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like you know it's it's the customers. The customers are asking for it, but it's up to us as companies to really uh, take care of this question because you can say a lot as a consumer, but um, I think it's really up to us to to kind of pressure our suppliers and ask them you know do you what's your environmental you know views and, and how many like what what are you doing for the environment not just about the materials but like your work in general and uh, i think we need to do that to, to survive in the future and what do you think goes into like a good pair of leggings like are you into high-waisted are you into low-rise like what what makes a good pair of leggings for you? I think a high rise, but not too high because I, I don't want to have it like coming up towards my bra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm wearing my leggings now. They have a um, waistband, so it's really put into place so it doesn't fall down when I go up running. And they have this little um, thing, like it's a triangle almost, in between your legs to prevent you from getting the camel toe, which I think is important. And I think like the scratch area is quite comfortable. You don't want to draw too much attention to it, or you don't want to have uncomfortable lines. And then also um, to have them like stretchy but not too tight I think um yeah that's that's what I like and and these ones that we're wearing now they're uh, from our first collection which we have online right now and they have like very elegant seams in the back and a cut out detail so it works if you're short you're not super long legs. like it doesn't it doesn't matter and I love that and I love the little pocket as well. You fit like a credit card or key or something. So yeah, that's, that's what I like. <laughs> How did you come up with the name? Actually, I uh, I had the name. I just had it on, on my, in my mind. I just I, and I didn't know from where. And then I realized my aunt she had a party at this. Uh, jazz club in Switzerland called Mellow and that's where the name came from uh, but I didn't realize that until afterwards and then we wanted to create something uh, you know cool with the, with the logo so we took the letters M-L-L-W which are also symmetrical and it looks really cool and you know the name. I think the name is good for for the brand as well because it mixes and it's like blending it in. So yeah, it was it was just a coincidence, I think. <laughs> and are you mainly like an online business? Yeah, 
yeah. So at this point, we only sell online. Um, and we've had uh, ideas about starting contact distributors. But, um, you know, due to the corona crisis, um, we have to put that on hold and, and see what happens. But now we're online, shipping worldwide. <laughs> and what's the main way that you advertise? Um, a lot on social media, mm, through, through influencers, Facebook ads, Instagram. Uh, but we also do um, magazines. Uh, for example, we've done uh, Condonuts Traveler more recently. We're in the um, issue now and the upcoming issue um, and I think you know a lot of brands wriggle along with the influencers and social media but you shouldn't forget like traditional stuff as well and we've got we've had our clothes on um, like events and stuff as well and then you can really come close to the customers and talk to them and what ideas they have, especially since starting up, it's it's great to hear their thoughts and opinions. And how did you get featured on Condé Nast? How did that opportunity come up? They contacted us. Wow. It was amazing. Um, like, not even a week after we launched, they contacted us. And I was really like, I was up in Stockholm, um, I was having a lunch meeting, and I got this email, and I was like, no, this cannot be <laughs> kind of spam, you know? Uh, so I, like, Googled the person I got the email from, and then I found another person working at Kainas, and I uh, emailed her, and I was like, this is legit. Like, who is this person? And she was like, yeah, I can confirm that um, this person is working at Kainas. And then, yeah, and then since then, we've been contacted by... EQ, uh, Vogue, and yeah, and Tapper as well. So wow. that's great. That's awesome. What do you think like really stood out to them that they're like, we have to contact you like right now? I think because there's really nothing like us mm-hmm. out there. Because um, um, it's it's more classy, it's more elegant, like it's it's a premium brand, but you do have the luxurious feeling. Uh, and it's it's sporty, but then again, it's not very sporty. Like, if you look at our Instagram, we do have a lot of various pictures, not only from, you know, the, actually not at all from the gym. It's like uh, street style football, stuff like that. Uh, and I think, I think that, you know, people really want that right now. Uh, and especially now with Corona, like you're working from home, you don't know what to wear, you might have to go to the grocery store and you don't want to work in your jeans and you don't want to change your clothes just to go to the grocery store. So wearing mellow would be great, you know, just wear a cool jacket above and, and you're ready, you know. And it's easy to easy to style, easy, easy to wear, easy to style. <laughs> So yeah, that I think that's why, why it was interesting for them. And how do you reach out to influencers and know like good influencers that would like connect with your brand? Uh, 
we we just simply uh, email them, um, and sometimes they answer and sometimes they don't. Um, but that's just I, that's how it is, I guess. And how do you like choose them, or like they're like specific ones? You know, like oh, they look like they would be into this line, or like how do you differentiate? Yeah, for them? me, yeah, for me, it's really important to use people that I could uh, see as clients because I really want them to genuinely uh, understand the brand and really appreciate it because I feel like otherwise it's not genuine. Um, and I also try to to choose people who, um, who not do a lot of, like too much um work with other people like other brands um and yeah i really i really try to look at what would our ideal customer look like when i contact these influencers who are kind of similar who also you know have active life uh, a cool style and i think would really empower our stuff and let's say an influencer is like interested in your brand and wants to reach out to you. What like tips would you give that influencer to stand out in your eyes? Um, I think, you know, just contact us and tell us a little, about, a little bit about you. Like, this is what I, this is what I do. This is who I am. And then we will probably get a quick good idea uh, about them from looking at their social media uh, and that will just take it from there I mean you can just con- contact us and, and see we can always you know work it out in one way or another I feel like you just have to try mm-hmm. that's what we do as well when we reach out to answers uh, we just contact them and see sometimes as I said they, they don't answer um, but you know that's how it is and I feel like we're a small brand, which, you know, we don't have anything to lose. Just have to, have to go, <laughs> go, go, go. And then eventually you'll get yes. And then I really put a lot of effort into um, creating a good relationship with them and, and really, you know, appreciating what they're doing for us as well. Because we try to, uh, to not pay them uh, for the job. Um, because it's it's hard for us in the beginning uh, financially so that's why it's also super important for me that they really like the products and that they really use them because um, then we get a mutual advantage of it and do you reach out mainly to like big influencers micro influencers do you like care about how many followers they have yeah, so uh, more to uh, my brand influencers now at the beginning. Um, I feel like it's more genuine. And uh, of course, also because the bigger influencers want a lot more um, for the work. Um, and, you know, the, the big influencers who work with a lot of brands, their credibility is like falling down. I see a lot of parents, they do lots of things with um, big, big influencers, 
and you're like it's it's kind of see through like you know they're just doing it for the money and I don't want that and did you have any limiting beliefs before you started your business well yeah um so I started it together with my roommate in Paris and um in the beginning we were like okay, yeah, let's do this. And I felt, I was very confident. I felt from my confidence in her. Um, and I've always been like, I want to be prepared for everything I do. And I'm a thinker in general. Like I've always been thinking about, about problems the way ahead. And sometimes just thinking about the problem uh, is bigger, it's hindering me more than the problem itself. Um, and it would, it was quite hard for me to kind of just let go of that and figure things out along the way. And especially when she turned off, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm in this, I felt really like alone in it, even though I had my, or, and still have my brother and my father um, in the company. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Like, I don't know how many times I've been thinking that, you know, I bit off more than I can chew. Um, and I've been questioning myself a lot. But I've tried to kind of distance myself from the company and what I what I work with and like me as a person. And I worked a lot with this uh, when I was um, competing with the horses, like, my, my performances is not who I am or what I do. And that's made it a lot more easy for me. And then I've also, you know, learned, like, in the beginning, every time I got a, a letter from the tax authorities, I was so scared. I thought I was going to grow up. But it was always, like, just religion about something or... If it was something that I needed to fix, it was just, you know, I just had to do it. And as I said, like worrying about stuff is sometimes bigger than the problem itself. So, yeah, that's a really thing I've learned from <laughs> And how was it like when you first started your company? Were, were your families supportive? Were your friends supportive? What was that like? Yeah, I feel like my family has uh, always been supportive in like my career decisions, and um, even though I haven't been doing, you know, taking the normal path of like going to school, starting a job here in Sweden, uh, they've always been very supportive, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, but yeah, they they're pushing me as well. They're like. Especially since my dad is in the company, like, how's it going? What's happening? Um, and they've invested um, time and um, money as well. And so they, like, how's it going? <laughs> What's happening? You know? Um, as far as for my friends, um, uh, yeah, they've also been really supportive. But I think it's they were like, didn't really get it. But now, once it started, it's like, on and going um they're they're super proud of me and super happy about it and i'm i'm so happy that i have friends and family to to share this journey with yeah 
And how is that like working with your family? Does that bring up any challenges? Is it easy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes when we're like, because um, I moved back to my parents' house now um, to not have to pay rent and stuff like that. Um, to put all my money into his company. And um, yeah, sometimes when we're like, looking at a movie Friday night, might be like, oh, by the way, um, a thing in your marketing plan, like how, and I'm like, oh my God, just let it go. <laughs> or you can be like, sometimes he just gets an idea and he just like spits it out and I'm like, I'm getting ready for dinner with my friends and I have to be there in like 20 minutes. Can you just not do this right now? <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, it's a lot like that. It's funny. But, lesson you've learned from your dad Do you have any mentors? Um, not at this point of time. 
I'm um, I'm thinking a lot about that. I feel like we would need that um, because it's so much. Like it's it's so big. Uh, since I'm like wearing a lot of hats, and um, but I I'm some um, in this like um, club of uh, female entrepreneurs. We have like lunch meeting stuff like that, and then um, from there I um, got a lot of ideas and, and got to know a lot of people who are in, in the same situation as I. And that's been that's been really helpful for me because living in this small city with uh, you know I have a lot of friends who are buying houses, getting married, having kids, and I just moved back to my parents' place. Um, I and sometimes I'm like, why can't I just be a normal person and do what they do? You know, but then uh, you know I I'm doing this. This, this is what I want, and uh, it's it's so good for me. Um, meet people who are in the same in the same path and understand, you know, um, understand the situation. <laughs> yeah. And running a business, it can be hard. Like, what motivates you? Um, I mean, I love what I do. Um, to be, to do it with, like, I'm doing so many different things, and I love that. Days I'm just sitting down and I'm being super creative. I'm in a collection or uh, like content for for our website or Instagram, and I love that. But then some days I'm just sitting, you know, all alone in my office doing accounting or working on something else. And then when we're doing photo shoots, it's like a lot of people. It's very social as well, and I really like that. And I'm. Um, I think also I also like the idea of like doing something, working for myself, and being able to change things the way I want it, and decide my own um, working hours. That's something that really keeps me motivated. Um, yeah. And what is your favorite part of your business? I think it's it's that that I can be so um, creative and then no day is like the other. Of course, there are days that are similar. In those days, I really you know collect energy and uh, inspiration with the head. And then Sundays are more hectic and crazy and. Uh, it, it's really up, ups and downs uh, in, ta- in terms of like what I have to do. So if it's not a lot, and then I can focus on like sketching on the new collection. And other days, I hardly sleep because it's so much. Uh, I don't like that, you know. It keeps me, it keeps me going, it keeps me feeling alive. I think. Uh, yeah. That's what I like. And how often, how often do you launch collections? So as for now, we launched our first collection in November. And uh, the second collection is um, 
I haven't decided when we're going to launch it. Since Corona, it's been very difficult to predict the future. Um, and of course, we're affected uh, as well by by this. So, you know, I'm trying to, to just stay calm and brace and see what happens. Because um, I don't want to, I don't want to do any any uh, quick decisions to prove myself. And I don't know, and economically challenging situation. I'd rather I'd rather wait and, and, and see what happens. And what's the favorite your favorite product that you've created so far? Oh, um, I I guess I think I love them all, but I I think the the pants, uh, they're you know you can wear them all the time. <laughs> I wear mine all the time. <laughs> like I have words, uh, exactly the same, um, and I wear them to. <laughs> so those are really my favorite and then the top is so so nice to the pants and then you know just wrapping the cap and going out in a black pair of sneakers it's like that's my go-to outfit <laughs> what have you been learning in your 20s so far I think not to worry so much about the future uh, and not try to decide anything. Um, you can have like an idea, you can have goals, and, and also like with the company, you can really have uh, a plan because then you know where you're heading, but sometimes life just puts you in a different direction and that's good, you know? Like I said, I wanted to study in in Milan in the beginning and then I ended up in Paris and I loved it and my plan when I moved to Paris was to work for one of the big fashion houses and then I, I had friends who worked there and they were like telling me stories about how it was to work at Louis Vuitton and Dior uh, and then I was like, no, this is not what I want, you know? And that's fine. I think I, I was scared of not doing what I had in mind because I would fail. But I just changed my mind that that's okay. You know, I didn't fail when I went back to Sweden. Or I didn't fail because I didn't um, work at these huge companies that I wanted to in the beginning. I just changed my mind and that's okay. And things happen, you know, for for a reason. I was looking for jobs in Paris uh, the entire spring last year and and then I finally got a job like working in a boutique, uh, which is not what I wanted really. And I, I was doubting myself a lot, I think, but then it just let me think that I'm way more happy about and getting one of the jobs I, I applied for. Um, so yeah, just you know, embrace what life gives you and don't don't be too hard on yourself. And are there any questions you wish I would have asked you? Um no. With you.
Oh, they can contact me through um, our Instagram. I'm L Active, or they can uh, um, check out our website mlbactive.com, and then they can they can find uh, information. Uh, and then they can also find my personal Instagram, which is uh, Jennifer V underscore S. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you know someone who might resonate with this story, please share it with them. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.